As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Would you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it's another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. And keep in mind, y'all, we're now on YouTube, the Athletic Basketball Show. Check it out. We get episodes. This will be up there on Wednesday. Our man Marcus Aldridge, or Marcus Aldridge, that's that's my cousin, Marcus. My man, man Marcus Thompson with the I'm Salty like 49ers. Play cousin. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the building, DA. Oh, damn, you in the building. Damn. <laughs> they just had locker room clear out day, and uh, I don't know why. Something I didn't think about it, but I grabbed a red hat that said victory. So I was low key trolling the whole franchise in there. It was it was inadvertent, but it was classic. All right, so so I I had to take a shot at your boy Shanahan. How are you going to be blocking Hassan Roddick with a tight end, man? What's what's up with you? Not not not. It's worse than that. He didn't just block it with a tight end. He has he actually has a tight end who could yeah. block that dude. His name is George Kittle. Right, right. That right. wasn't the tight end. <laughs> that wasn't the tight end. <laughs> that wasn't the tight end. He didn't get the assignment. <laughs> you know how coaches are, man. They have a package, dude. They have a package. Right. right and we're right. gonna run our package. And yeah, there might be this otherworldly pass rusher this time <laughs> when it's normally just like a regular dude. So we're gonna run our package, man. This is the package. We call the play. This guy runs out. Nobody right. was like, "Hey, wait a second, hold on." <laughs> it's somebody different over there. That that literally cost them the season. That's that's crazy. what I'm saying, man. Like that wasn't just your. That wasn't just like I'm going for it on fourth and one. That was catastrophically bad decision making that ended any chance they had to go into the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that that's literally what it cost them. Like it literally cost them a Super Bowl bid. Right? That's crazy. Six plays into the game, right? Tyler so- Croft. I'm not even mad at him. That would be like no, asking me. That'd be like asking me to lift 600 pounds. I can't do it. All right, like, there's some things I can't do. That's one of them. <laughs> I'm sure he feels like he could have made that block. It's well, just, it's just Hassan Reddick. It's just, I'm, you not, know, I'm not, not mad like at he, the dude like at all. Reggie White or nothing. Right. No. <laughs> not man, like I'm not even sacks. mad at that dude. Man. All right, let's get our guest in here, man. We wanted. We wanted to make sure we had somebody that knew what they were talking about. So we went, we went into the playbook. We found our guy, Bastian Fontenot. He is the co-founder 
of the hottest hoop site in France, trashtalk.co. Is that what I got that right, Bastion? Oh, you can say trash talk. It's fine, man. Trash talk. I like I like how you named it trash talk from the beginning. I like that. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> gotta give the people what they want, man. That's how it is. All right. Well, man, we wanted to talk to you specifically about Victor Wembanyama. As you know, everybody in, in the world, but especially here in the States with, with the NBA folks. Just, you know, the ones that hadn't seen him before when he came here and they played Ignite in those two uh, exhibition games last yeah. fall, just got blown away. But his season, you know, his season's been going on. He's playing for the Metropolitans 92 this year. Um, and so we wanted to get your your take on how he's doing so far and what the what the translation will be. He's obviously going to be the number one pick. There's no, there is zero doubt about that. He's going no to be the number one pick in the draft, no matter who takes. No matter I who's don't there. know. We oh, come on, nah, come on, man. That's, <laughs> there ain't no world. About, <laughs> we had, all I'm saying is, apparently, Scoot is playing in the Legends game and All Star. I mean, not the Legends, the uh, Rising Stars game. I don't know. What if he scores sixty and, and wins over? Then GM? he'll be the he'll be the he'll be the highest yeah, scoring number two pick in history. <laughs> I, I can I can I can bounce back on this though, Marcus, uh, because uh, when there were the two games in October, uh, it was the first press conference for Victor in the U.S. and uh, he was like he was asked about uh, Scoot Anderson, and he was like, "Yeah, that guy's pretty good, but he would be number one pick if I was never born." That's, yeah, I do remember he that's said what that. Right? He said. That's what he said, straight up. <laughs> Listen, we got to keep some level of suspense going, like a modicum. Can we just keep one little ounce? Can we I keep? Just, can we not know? Like, for, you want this to be like draft day when my man takes my man takes Vontae Mack and off on the sneak? Nobody knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, dra- the draft don't even matter. It's all about the draft lottery. I mean, that's it. We're done. Man. We're done in May at this point, like. right? So, so Bastian, what what he's playing for Victor Collet, who's like a legend over there, coached the Olympic team in France, and has really been one of the main reasons why why French national team has really come on the last yeah. few cycles, and and will you know it's going to be a factor going forward for some time to come. What's 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 the coach trying to get him to do? How's he showcasing him? Showing not only trying to win the game they're playing, but also kind of showing NBA scouts his whole game. I think I think the the, the top priority was freedom because he he didn't start at Metropolitans. He was last year with the Tony Parker Club as well, yeah. and he didn't have that much playing time, that many responsibilities. So I think the first thing that was hand in hand between the family, the coach, the agency was give him as much freedom as possible. He has to work out. He has to face single, double, triple coverage. So he's been given really the, the freedom to just uh, try different things. And we see all these different moves that end up on all those highlight pages and everything. But I've seen him up close and you can see that they, if they were losing, it would be a, an issue. But they're actually second in the, in, the, in the whole competition in France. So he's been trying everything. And the, and the coach, Vincent Collet, as you mentioned, uh, he's going to have him. Uh, for the French national team. So I think it's a hand-in-hand partnership where they feel like he has a few months to start doing things that he's going to face real adults in, uh, in the U.S. So that's that's how I see it. So can you explain for our uh, listeners, like, what lab was this guy created in? Like, what? That's <laughs> like how does this happen? So yeah, I mean it's it's 
It's really crazy. And uh, you guys haven't seen him in, in person yet, right? Not in person, no. Not in person, no. That's, I mean, we've all seen some guys. And you've seen plenty. I mean, DA, you've seen everyone. Uh, we've seen some guys here in France. And he's different. He's more in the Kareem mood where you see those really, really tall, giant people. And so I think it's important to remember that uh, his father is uh, actually six, like six, eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been in sports, uh, triple jump for, for, for a whole lot of years. And his mom was playing basketball and she's my height. She's like 6'3". And so... Uh, his grandmother, his granddaddy played hoop too, right? Didn't his grandfather Yeah, hoop? yeah, 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 as well. So uh, first and foremost, he's from, from really, he's from a sports family. That's the first thing. His tall sister, his big sister, she's playing basketball. She played with the French national team. His younger brother, he's always, he's as well playing sports. So I think it's a mix. How do you say it? He's... He's a winner of the genetic lottery, that's for sure, because he got oh, all yeah. those things uh, aligned. But I think the most important thing, and I wanted your your guys' take on this, is we see some freaks coming out sometimes in the drafts, but they have all day this kind of growth spurt where they're like 14, and all of a sudden they just they get big. Like we seen with AD, and this guy was like a point guard, and all of a sudden he's like a center and a power forward. I mean, uh, Victor was like 6'1 at 10. He was 6-1 at 10, and he was, so, as you always say, and, and, and we've been able to talk about this, he's, um, it's not a surprise, his body. He's been in his body this way for a long time, so when you see him talk, he's like, I grew about one inch in the last two years, because he's always been tall. So he was the yeah. tallest and the tallest, so it's not one of those guys that kind of has to learn how his body feels. He's good at running. And one quick story, his father really early on saw the potential and how uh, how good of an athlete he could be. So he taught him how to walk and run. And these are the fundamentals. I mean, you guys talk about the Zion and everything. Sometimes it's just the walking. It's it's weird. So he's a winner of the genetic lottery with a family that's in sports. And he's been he's he's from the lab for sure. I mean, I hear you, right? Uh, go ahead, go I ahead. hear you. I got it. Genetic lottery. <laughs> he plays in sports. That might produce an NBA player. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about, though. Like, I watched this dude hit a one-foot three-pointer in transition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> were they – was his, like, child care watching Steph Curry videos? Like, yeah. Like, like how is this dude <laughs> – he's already – a bit of a basketball genius. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'm probably going to ask this to, to DA because we, we cover sometimes the history of the NBA from, from our parts in, in France and, and you've known so much history. But the, the closest thing that I can see physically is probably some things that I've seen from Rolf Simpson. That's that's as close that I can see. I've heard other someone. other people have said that made that comparison to Ralph. Because remember, yeah. Ralph didn't get to do what Ralph really could do, which was stand outside and shoot. Like he was good at it. You know, he didn't have this guy's range, but nobody had this guy's range forty years ago because nobody took those shots. You know, that's but that was yes, impossible. I've heard yeah. you. I've heard other scouts and people that that saw Ralph, and I I saw Ralph at watching him. I wasn't covering the league then, but. But yes, a lot of people have said this this guy is what Ralph Sampson would have been if he had been allowed to just be himself instead of yeah. having to go inside and, and try and post up and do things that he wasn't really good at. So, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking Joe Barry Carroll. In my, no, I'm, I'm just playing. Nah. I was just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but it's, How could you, of all people, say Joe Barry Carroll? 
That's why I said it. With, with that <laughs> it's, such, it's such a phenomenon, man, because we, we've seen some freaks, man, and, and, and even the arrival of the... I mean, even Porzingis, when he came in, we were like, what's going on? Like, he's he's running and jumping and, and all that stuff, but it's it's kind of a fragile type of body. So he's, he's, uh, he's one of a kind. And I always thought that we were blowing too much into prospects, but uh, I've... We're going to talk about him in details because I was really, and thank you so much again, DA, for the invitation. But he's he's the absolute total package because I think the biggest misconception that is done today is that people focus on all these athletic and physical things. But that guy got the, he's got, he's got this. He got it all. He got it all. He's actually like, he's a, he can draw like he's a drawing like kind of genius. You give him a pencil and and a, and a paper, and he's gonna draw. Hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's smart. He's talking English like he was. I mean, it's everything is everything is easy. That's amazing. Plus, he didn't he play handball when he was a kid. Did I think he's I, I, maybe he did because he's sports family. But his younger brother had a really uh, interesting like. Uh, Early handball career, I would say. Yeah, so so let's get into the 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 whole thing. I, I mean, because people here, you know that that do follow, you know the 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 game overseas, maybe yeah. don't know why he would leave Asheville because everybody plays at Asheville, right? That's like the that's the spot. Tony Parker played there. Batum played there. Everybody played there. That's what you. That's the training ground. That's the program that you play in if you're a French player. But like you said, he didn't get playing time last year before he got hurt. And I just wonder how could they have a kid like this that they know is going to be the number one pick in a couple of years and not play him? I don't understand that. What happened there? It's um, it's a mystery. It's uh, how you guys have done it before me. It's uh, it's uh, in process. I think we are gathering information to try to understand what is going on. I think it's a question of sometimes of power. I think sometimes players, just like Tony Parker and others before, uh, they like to have a total control about what is going on. And I think the biggest, the best way to let this guy be who he is, is not to have control, is to give him the freedom. So I think there was some clash behind this, but I can't, I cannot like confirm this and, and break news and everything. But I, I think the whole leaving the team uh, has been based on the lack of, of freedom for this. So um, a lot of people have talked about this. But uh, in the end, it was it was best for him and his family, and and it was the right choice. Now, we, the 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 skill and like basketball IQ, like really jumps off the page for me. Uh, yeah. But I'm I'm curious, what is the potential for his body? Like we saw Giannis come in, and he was clearly skilled, and it was like, man, if this dude gets a body, and then he got this incredible body, and we saw what happened. It, is is it because he's an inside outside player? Maybe you don't want too much of that, or yeah. can we expect to see him like just become this physical specimen uh, without maybe maybe sacrificing some of that perimeter game, but also being ready for to bang in the NBA? I think the mistake would be to put on some weight. I think it's been it's been stated a few times, either from the team or if you listen to Olger Geschwinder, who was the Dirk Nowitzki's skill coach absolute legend right and who worked with victor Wimbanyama, and he was like please make sure that this guy is out from the whole pushing weights and everything because if he does this 
And yeah, the temptation is there, but uh, but I think it would be a mistake. I, I, I hear the comp with, with Giannis. It's more a KD thing. I think when, when we saw KD coming in, we were like, oh my God, this guy is so skilled, but he's lanky, he's slender man. We don't know, he's the slim ripper. But we never, I think it was to his disadvantage if KD would have like put on some real, real weight. He, he, he got stronger, I think we, we can say, but he, he always stayed skinny to stay that mobile. So I think if I had to put a scale, he would be more on the KD fold than on the Yanis fold because Yanis is a power player. He's a guy who's right. going to go at you, and he's more Shaq than KD, I think, Yanis. Um, uh, so I'm uh, not going to say that he's going to stay skinny because he's going to get some weight, but um, I think he's when he's going to be at his peak, 28, he's probably going to be like lanky, skinny, more KD type. So, DA, what, yeah. how, how is this going to work in a league full of old guys who feel like, hey, man, you're seven foot four. You need to get your butt inside. Like, yeah, but you know like what? How, how are, are they gonna adjust to this? No, or like, no, how that, is this gonna work? That fight, that battle's over, man. You know that. You know that it's over. That that battle, the the ask ask Joel and B if it's over. Yeah, but but even he, <laughs> but Joel is two eighty. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. They never gonna be two eighty. You know, Joel can go inside and get his. This kid ain't never gonna be able. I don't think he'll ever be able to to do that effectively. He can do that off a brush screen or something like that. I mean, he can do it in transition, of course, maybe a quick duck in every once in a while, but you don't want a steady diet of him trying to back somebody down. That's not his game. You know, like I just, that's what's crazy about this dude's game. And you, you mentioned it, Marcus, he's shooting one footed three pointers. Like he, like he practices that like that's not like he's, he does that easily. He's got range out to like 28, 29 feet. Easy effortless threes you know and you have to utilize that i think in some way but yeah, but again nah, the NBA, you underestimate the nba and they have one the main players trying to get them to do what they can't do i don't I think guess. like like can you imagine <laughs> imagine opening night because he's gonna play opening night right he's gonna play opening night on tnt can you imagine Shaq trying to say, "Big fella, you need to get your ass in the post." Yes, Big fella. yes, <laughs> yes. I can. And he's going to do. Yes. He's going to call him a casual, just like my man did last year. But, but I think it's, 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 it's funny though that you say that, Da, because I think um, one of the things that people cannot really uh, get prepared for is that he can be one of those uh, "we're going to change the game" types. So he's going to put a lot of people in uncomfortable situations as far as what they saw and thought about basketball for so long, just like you saw maybe some old heads when they saw like the Warriors coming with, they were like, you can't win a championship with jump shooting. This guy has the potential to say like, oh, so that, that was, that's how it was played. Like, let's, let's try this way. So it's, it's just, uh, when you talk about Shaq, yeah, he's going to be the first to say like, what, what, what can I say? <laughs> go, go to the rim because you're, and that's one of the temptations that I was talking to you about the, in, in, in private messages, um, people are going to go at him for the fact that he's seven four and that he can stand like that far from the the hoop. That that's going to be a topic for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, there'll be an adjustment for sure, but I don't think it's going to take him that long because, like like Marcus said, he knows how to play. That's the thing. Like he is, he's not learning how to play basketball. He knows how to play. You know. So let's talk about the, the league that the Metropolitans are in. It's not. The top league in France, correct? It's, I mean, it's, but, it's the top. It's the top league in France, but it's not the top league in Europe. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I apologize for that. But it's it to me, this is similar to, again, to Giannis when he came in and was playing for a good but not great, in a good but not great league, right? And so um, what's the level of competition? How are they helping him prepare for the jump next year? Well, I think it's solid. I think it's it's okay. It's not as good as what we see uh, in Spain, for example, or in other countries in, in Europe where you had like uh, Luca. Luca Doncic was 16. He was with Real Madrid and he was kicking ass uh, at Real Madrid. And that's to us in Europe who are like, oh, wow. Like the last guy who probably did this was like Tony Kukoc, maybe, who was like really, or Drazen Petrovic, who was like killing everybody in the best league. Uh, so... In France, I think it's it's all right, but it's not the top one. I think he's getting prepared just for the fact that he's facing uh, really, as I was saying, uh, like human, like adult bodies. I, I think this this is the most important thing. He's facing adult bodies and he's facing um, half court presence. Uh, as you guys know, in the NBA, it's it's so spread out. I think one of the biggest debate that we have for the last few years is that as soon as Luca came in the NBA, he was like. It is much easier to score in the NBA than it is in, in Europe. And that's facts. Like, because when you right. see, I don't know if you saw Eurobasket, but like Yanis and Luka and Jokic, they had trouble because right. the, everything is, is not as spaced as it is in the NBA. So I think this is good for him, uh, not as far as the level, but the setup, the setting of the, of the game. And so he has to learn not only to just take the ball coast to coast and dunk on everybody, which is something that's going to happen in a few months, but he has to learn how to use 24 seconds. And in this regard, I think it's good for him. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So uh, I'm going to give you a story back in, I think it might have been 98 or something. I don't know. I was at a AAU tournament at UC Berkeley and LeBron, his one summer playing for the Oakland AAU team, he was out there with uh, Kendrick Perkins and Leon Poe. Marcus, and I just why, remember, have you not ri- why have you not written 5,000 words on this? <laughs> God, you've changed You so have much. to write 5,000 words on that. Just what you just well, said. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to get LeBron to talk to me about it for years. So <laughs> okay. it, it's coming. Okay. He's the last piece. <laughs> right, but right, okay. I just remember, like, he was 16 or something like that at the time. And everybody in the gym knew, like, this dude was next. Like, LeBron was it. They were there to see LeBron. When did that happen in France for, for Victor? Like, how early did, did they know that this would be, this dude was next? I, I think a lot of people relate to Mike Schmitz in the U.S. about, like, discovering all this and putting more highlights about this. I, I think we we had a whole lot of emphasis about the U19 uh, World Championship. I think we we knew he would be the leader of the French team. We didn't know how far they could go, but when he... he he basically looked at, like, Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, all those guys, and he was like... I'm the best on the floor right now. Like, he was I, better than Chet. It wasn't close. And he wasn't even close. It wasn't and, close. I and he wasn't close. And, and yeah. do you remember who was the best player yes. from, from that team in the U.S.? Kenny Lofton Jr. was cooking. Kenny Lofton, man. That's <laughs> Kenny Lofton was a problem, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you go, if you go to France and you see us publish articles on Kenny Lofton, he's going to have more like reach and, and likes and articles than like right. some superstars. Because, so I think, <laughs> I think when it was U19, that final game was huge because you could see the game live on the FIBA channel, I think, for free. And we redirect a whole lot of people on this. And you could see like a 17-year-old kid just demolishing 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds. So that's how first people were like, oh, my goodness. It got a little bit like uh, of, 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 yeah, of hype about this. Um, but it was more about his physical tools. And I think where everything just blew up is really the the, the two Vegas games. I mean, in, in last October, uh, to give you a quick story, last October, I, w- I had the opportunity to go to Vegas. I didn't to, to see the two games. But uh, there was really a before and a after. Because after this, I swear, I take, a, I take a taxi, a cab, like 10 days after, and the guy turns on the radio and he's like, uh, oh, you work in basketball? Did you hear about the Kian Mbappe of basketball? And I was like, that's it. If the cab driver uh, can talk about that. this dude, it was like regular folks. He he. If he can talk about this, right? Yeah. That's that's how things get out of proportion, I guess. Yeah. So, no, D yeah. D A. Let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. It sounds like that's pretty late from an American standpoint. Like we we've been chronicling these dudes, middle school even, like yeah. early yeah. high school. It's a little late. Is it's that a little good later. for him? 
is that good that he got it a little bit later or yeah is it not prepare him for what he's about to deal with well like, this, what it's funny you mention that it's funny you mentioned marcus because i just want that's exactly what i was going to ask bastion about because i love what buna Enja, his agent is doing which is give it give it give it all to us throw everything you got at us we got to yeah. get used to this the media the attention we want all of it now throw it we, you know, he's he's not going to come in and be shy and retiring and not uh, do interviews and not do media. And I just wonder how calculated that was, you know, from his camp to say, throw it, throw it all our way because he's ready for it. He can handle it because he's he's that dude. Right. Like he's that next dude. That's 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 exactly why I think it's it's because they they know that he had the shoulders and the head to to face this i think uh sometimes we put so much emphasis on the physical skills and the outlook of what a player could be but i think uh, i knew we were going to talk about this and i was thinking that the the other day um i think a lot of americans saw like luca coming in and they were like they were like he's slow we don't know but he's he's one of the baddest mf right now in the world and no that's question. right there no question yep. and that's that's the thing that's inside of uh victor's dna and his mindset so when when buna and jeremy Majana and, and the whole come sports team they, they saw this I, I think that they saw the uh, a whole lot of potential obviously for their firm for the agency but they also knew that it was great for for him because they've seen ivan they've seen Jan Marini, dc legend i can say <laughs> david aldridge <laughs> right <laughs> did he, did he uh, just drop a young Mahimi? Oh my God! Give me some Yon Mahimi memories. I'm I'm giving you Kevin Seraphin memories as well. I, I was well, Seraphin was actually not Seraphin was all right. Seraphin played for a couple yeah, yeah. years. He did so all right. I, I think I think they saw all those players coming in, and you have to have some kind of uh, it's it's a different way of doing things. Nicholas Batum, for example, was a part of that that whole squad, and. He doesn't have the same mentality. He's a great teammate, but he's team first. And he's like, not shy, but he... Right, but that's not his... He's of, not a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to have a certain type of way of personality to handle this. So I think it was it was really a good calculators from, from, from Buna and his team because they knew that uh, he had to get tough skin and that Victor sometimes can get what I call sometimes some kind of a Will Chamberlain kind of stereotype, which is when you're that tall and that dominant, if people start to point at you and you're not tough-skinned, it can, it can rattle you. So I think the more criticism, the more family, the more surrounding, the more hype, the better it is because he's not going to avoid it. Hey, let, I need to remind you guys, I did cover the French Jordan. Let's let's not get it twisted. Mikael Petras, baby. Petrus, yeah, man. let's go. Who was, <laughs> who was playing the five with Don Nelson? He was a center. Yes. <laughs> he was a five, man. Mikhail the French Jordan, baby. Don't forget about yeah. Air, Air France, we called him. Air France. That's Air right. Air France. Air, yeah. You go. Yeah. Hey, what happened? Whatever happened to my boy that the Knicks drafted that, that Vince dunked on? Frederick Vice. Oh, whatever Fred, happened to that Vice? <laughs> Actually, actually, it's it's funny because I, I've seen him and, and we do some some collaborations sometimes. He's uh, he's commenting uh, the the French basketball for the for the league. So on okay, the he's doing it. Uh, and he wrote a book actually uh, lately about like what he faced, like uh, depression and all this because it, yeah. it was really tough. He was really the, the the he was the joke for so many years. So he's become uh, actually some kind of an example of how to deal with this and and not do 
bad stuff to yourself. I am I am very good friends with the guy that drafted him. So so I know the whole story about Frederick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole backstory. So um let's I, I want to ask you, what do you see when you watch Victor play? Forget yeah. the comparisons to whomever. What is he going to be able to do on night one in the NBA? Like game starts, tap, balls tap. What does he do? How? What is he going to do to impact a game immediately at the NBA level? The floor of Victor is uh, possible, like uh, all defense every year. That's that's the floor. That's the floor because um, to have that kind of mobility and uh, way of uh, reading the coverages and and the different matchups and uh, being able to use your hands and not like block and jump as the kids sometimes do. He knows how to use his fouls. I think right. there is a career, a path where he's like, fuck it. I'm not going to, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to score. It's a podcast. You can say that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Right. he, he can say bleep it and I'm not going to score. And then he could be a defensive force right now. Because he can switch one through five and he, co he can cover the best of them. Obviously, when there is a Joel Embiid in town, he's going to get hammered in the post. But I think that's 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 the very least. And then uh, uh, I'm scared because of the openness of the NBA game. As I was talking about the Luka Doncic, I, I, I think he can be I think he can be like a real cornerstone offensively. Uh, and it depends so much. We are really scared right now about the teams that are at the bottom of the standings because um he can be all that but there is also a scenario where the wrong coach and the wrong management makes him one of those miles turners of the world and i'm not gonna diss miles turner but i'm just saying don't use as well what he is and that would be absolutely horrible so a, an amazing defender with uh the ability to just be a 20 point scorer first year that's 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 uh, that's the that's just the floor, I would say. All right. So in honor of, you know, you and, you know, the the content you create, how is Victor's trash talk? What, what what's he how's he gonna deal with, you know, <laughs> the inevitable Dylan Brooks or whoever is coming? Yeah, Draymond. Like, yeah. yeah, Draymond. I, <laughs> yeah. I I I I don't seem I, I don't think he's absolutely not the type of uh of uh putting a forearm on someone and just saying like don't that's it that's probably gonna play him sometimes just like dirk was when he came into the nba he was you could you could push him around but uh don't don't be fooled by that that face man because really when when he said when he said that scoot anderson would be a number one pick uh if he was never born and 24 hours later he put like 34 17 and five blocks <laughs> when you can do this yeah i'm sorry you can back it up and and he, when you came back it up, I think he's gonna do a little bit of trash talking, but it's gonna be more like, you know, that too small thing. He's gonna do it to everyone. I mean, you can say that to everybody. That's right. not he can do it to everybody. It's <laughs> not even fair. Right? Except except Gobert is the only guy who can say it. Because if he one leg, I want to see a young dude take him off the dribble and go too big, he's too big. He can't. <laughs> right, right. So if he if he does a one leg three pointer in the face of like a Gobert or Jokic, he can do like the too small because it's actually true. So it's he's literal, he's good at right? trash talking, but <laughs> he he's also really well spoken. So I think he's more in this Steph kind of way. Like you don't really see it, but he's actually doing it, like trash talking. Yeah, um, and then Steph so he gives won't you this. Be 
So he would. No, I don't, think, on he, the I don't think he's going to go to the sleep thing. But so he uh, wouldn't sit on the Grizzlies. He wouldn't just automatically start talking trash. You got to talk to him, and yeah. then he respond. Oh, okay. I, I kind of hope. I kind of hope he was more like Ja. Just, like come, just talking shit for minute one. Oh yeah, and I, I, I don't think. I think he's more. Uh, I think Ja and Luca are at the at the very top. Like they talk shit like every every single second. But he's more. Uh, well, it can be, yeah, you can be more in the, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a KD type. Like the really like, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't have the word, but it's, um, uh, how do you say, he's, he's remembering stuff that you said two oh, yeah, or three yeah, weeks yeah, ago yeah. and now he's. Oh using... yeah, that's the KD Steph mode. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they just yeah, say, oh, yeah. He'll, oh, he'll spite it now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he'll remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll remember. remember. All right. So what, what teams do you think would not work for him? At the teams that are at the bottom right now, because I'd think- be, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'd be fascinated if he went to San Antonio, not because of the Parker thing. I just like to see how Pop coaches him. I would just be curious, like how I, what would you, what do you do with him? I don't know. <laughs> that's my pick, and because they, they, they don't have that much. Uh, no disrespect to Devin Vassell and Kelvin Johnson, yeah. the worlds, but he would be perfect for him. Um, I would be scared if he went to the Rockets. Because I think it's already a process for Alper and Sengun to have some kind of freedom with Jabari yeah. Smith. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to have a coach who's giving the ball to like shooting guards who are jacking up shit for like 48 minutes. I'm sorry, but I, I would be kind of scared. And uh, I people in France are fascinated by the Lamelo Ball Victor Wembanyama combo mm-hmm. um, with the really, Hornets. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 would see that. Be, I would be more San Antonio, and I would be. I'm not a huge Dwayne Casey fan, uh, as far as uh, you can't talk about my man Case though. (laughs) No, I know, but but (laughs) as far as far as driving a a team, I I would have some doubts. He's been really good at developing players, but I, I I would put my money on the Spurs, and uh, I would definitely not love the Rockets. That's that's the Spurs. Let's see, they've been in the lottery what three times in the last forty years and got number one. Yeah, they cannot get him. (laughs) They can't do like why not? It's a frozen envelope at that point. <laughs> like you get Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and come on, man, like, come on, that doesn't seem fair. So yeah, come on, it's not. It would be good. You know though. where you know you know where he needs to go. Come on, we where's all it? know where he needs to go. Where where, where is it? Where's he gonna play go? with Steph? He's gonna play with oh, Steph. Come on. I want, sorry, I want to cover a great one. I'm sorry. I want to know. Oh, you, no, I'm sorry, haven't you been covering a team it. for the last I decade? Know. I don't want to. Now you want me to go back? No. <laughs> But Would there, you go back to Monte Ellis? Yeah. <laughs> but there is this whole, Carroll, huh? there, there is the whole uh, scary scenario of like the Lakers pick falling down and then it ends up with the Pelicans. With and that's the Orleans, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, oh, you, you, how, you think that's good, right? I'm not sure. Really? Oh, no, because be, because then it's that would be I mean, stupid, there is already stupid Zion, good. You you're a sidekick. Victor is not a sidekick. So, oh, th- th- I wonder where. Where, where does, say, does, don't does be calling him Ringo. You calling him Ringo. He, Ringo I feel like Ringo, he's no longer the psychic anyway. But it's only a matter of time. But does he play like you know the positions or whatever? Can can he play a perimeter spot and then you play a center with him, or he's gonna play center and you're just gonna have like a center who can be out on the perimeter? Like how do you see him positionally in the league? I wouldn't be surprised if he was a four. I would yeah. be surprised if it was a four because uh, because of the banging and I think we've seen some some teams try to do the whole let's have like a bruising five who does all the nasty things that we don't want to do and that guy is going to be on the the perimeter and doing all these things so 
I think it's going to be a four. Uh, uh, but he he could be a two, actually. Like, he, he could be a five. I know, that's the thing. Like, you could, have, you could put him in dude, he, he Did you just see him coming off the, of pin downs? Like, what? No, <laughs> you can't. You can't that. That's, that's, that's a cheap the fading I, I, corner three, bro. Like, this dude is Clay Thompson. Like, I think, I think that when, when, yeah, I mean, when, when we saw KD having all those curls, like, on OKC, early OKC, yeah. and he was, like, catching the ball at the free throw line, and it was done. I mean, he yeah. could... He could do this, and that would be effective. So, and he could be a catch and shoot. But that's why I was telling you, Da. The only scary thing that I have personally, apart from the physical side, is what I call Michael Porter Jr. laziness, yeah. as I was telling you, yeah. which is you're talented, you're seven something. Don't don't stand like the entire game away from the basket. You got to go inside. Yeah, I want. I do wonder. How, okay, go ahead, Mark. <clears throat> How is his – I mean, we've seen him against, like, you know, obviously players he's not better than. But, you know, get the ball on the wing, one dribble to the cup. How How is that part of his game grown over the years, his ability to get to the rim and finish there through contact? I think right now it's it's less finishing with the contact. I think what he likes is one dribble pull-up because you can't do anything. So – or he, he backs you down and he does a turnaround fade away. But, but he's – He's going to be more going to the basket on pick, pick and roll situations where he's just puts his hands up and he's like, all right, just throw it up and I'll, I'll catch it and finish with contact. So he's not really, I'm taking the ball and I'm going to do a full dribble and then putting my my elbow on your chest and finish N1. He's going to be more like, okay, I see this. Let me turn my back. And if I do right shoulder spin, fade away. I got the glass so I can have an N1. This is more what he's doing. I, I'm I'm not sure that he's going to be Yanis this way, which is get the ball, dribble, dribble, go to the hoop, N1, everyone shut the hell up. That's that's Yanis in the, in the microcosm. So I, I don't think he's going to be like this for, for Victor. I do wonder if he – I was thinking about if he got to OKC. Like, could he and Chet play together? Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. I I I think I I think they could be four and fives. I I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure this this will be perfect, but I'm I have no doubts that they would be thrilled <laughs> to have the two of them. So because both of them can defend on the perimeter. So what what are you gonna do? I mean, it's the whole the whole seven foot four wing, and I'm we don't even talk about the wingspan because it's like seven eight or eight feet. I don't even know what what's the wingspan is. So That's it's insane. Yeah, I can't wait insane. to find out in the combine. This is insane. I want him in Orlando. I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, why I want him in Orlando. Orlando. I could see that. Orlando would be great because that, that yeah. yeah, that would be good. I would like that too, Marcus. That would be that would be ridiculous. What they I'm, might be I'm, able to I'm, do. I'm really, really uh, just already happy for you guys with, for the first time where you're going to see him because I think you, I think you remember the first time you see Victor play. I really do. I think it fades. Well, I, I went out to cover LeBron's first game in Sacramento. And yeah. he's lived up to everything. Like he's lived up to everything. You talk. It's I, crazy. I, I have told. I think I've told this story before. And I don't think I'm not blowing any confidence now. Dumars is the first guy that told me about LeBron when he was 14. Because it was, I was. We were talking about the draft. This was like the 2001 draft, probably. So that would have been the Kwame Brown draft, I guess. Yeah. And I said, who do you think is going number one? And Dumars goes, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? 
It's like because the best player in the world is 14 years old and he plays in high school and he just started high school in Ohio. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, I'm telling you, he's the best player I've ever seen. He was 14 years old. So and and he lived up to all of it. He lived up to all of it. And and I wonder, I mean, I hope Victor lives up to all of this because there's not been anything like this since LeBron in terms of the hype. Yeah, we it's um it's why people are shaking now in France because they say, should we jump on the wagon or are we making too much out of this? Uh, it's it's really putting people in uncomfortable places because it pushes you to really believe to the fullest uh, and jump on the wagon or, or not. I'm from those optimistic. I'm like, let's ride the wave, man. This is incredible. We're not going to see this for another 10, 20 years. So let's go. And um, I, I'm so confident in this kid that I, I think... We see Marvel specimen physically, but they, they don't have it in their in their minds. They don't they don't have it. He's got it. I like when you see Trey and Luca from the same drafts, and they're like drafted after the Marvin Bagley's and all guys because and the uh, DeAndre Aiden because they're not as physically gifted. Right now, the debate is done. These guys have it. Like they 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 have that edge, and so I, I think he has the ability to to. To have that kind of hype, uh, I think the more fascinating thing is that he has to fill some kind of Yanis shoes, which is global icon because Steph is an American. I mean, Steph is a global icon, but he's from the U.S. Right. And uh, I think Yanis is the real first. All right, Derek, thanks. I'm gonna just going to propel this to another level. Luca is yeah. trying, but I think Victor wants to fill the, this void. Damn. He wants yeah. to be that dude. Man, that's <laughs> heavy, bro. That's heavy. That's heavy. That's, that's, a, that's a heavy thought. Yeah. Can he rap? I don't want to <laughs> see him on no rap album. I don't. Nah, I already nah, heard nah, Tony he, rap. I don't want to tell him to cut was, that he, out. Already. What was the Kobe one? What was the Kobe one? Oh, God. Yeah, it was so with awful. Kobe, yeah, with, it with was so Banks, awful. Yeah, with Tyre Banks. It was horrendous. Remember AI? Tell him to cut that out. With Jedekiss and all that? Oh, God. No, nah, wow. he's, he's, he's more he's more gonna play with a Rubik's cube than anything. He's 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 a that guy is when you see uh Yanis coming in sweet pants and just going to the gym, he's that mold. He doesn't care yeah. about the, the whole GQ thing and, and all that. He's he wants to hoop. Damn, I love this. I can't wait That's to see right, this guy. Yeah. I can't wait to see this guy. I will yeah. go wherever he is for night one. Yeah. I don't care. Wow. I want your tickets because we're going to be a whole lot of us, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, Boston, I, I appreciate it, man. It's late where you are at, man, and I appreciate you staying up. I know you do this every night because you're young and you watch ball, and I appreciate that. I respect that, but it's still late. So, <laughs> yeah, I know you, well, you could have had other things to do on a Tuesday besides do this. So I appreciate it, bro. Actually, I want to I want to I wanna thank you so much because, as I told you, I mean, it's uh, I grew up just watching you on the sideline and doing all kinds of different things. You. It's a moment to tell you that you give also kids like me really far in France the the passion to do what they like, which is talk about basketball. So thank you for that invitation. It's just to send you back to what you gave to us. I appreciate it, man. We'll, hopefully we'll have you on before before the draft. We'll talk some more about yeah. about. Just hit me up. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need to ask you about CD. How you say his name? CD Sissoko? CD Sissoko? Yeah, that's what I mean. We that's what we need to spend a pod talking about. Best player yeah, coming man. out of France since Mikael Peters. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to do. I want to do. I want to do an hour on Mbappe. That 
Good lord. Yo, yeah. Killian is there. That's my guy. Jesus. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That was a pleasure to watch him. I, I, I'm not no big soccer guy. That was a pleasure to watch. Is he him coming to soccer. Premier League? Is he coming to Premier League, or he's staying in Paris? No, nah, man, no, no, he's staying in Paris. It's, it's fine. Did he resign? But the thing, though, he's staying in Paris. I heard the pod where, where Da, you were talking with Marcus about the whole final against Argentina, and we were amazed about his performance. But uh, linked to Wembanyama, those two are really linked. They yeah. know that they are the face of sports in France for the next decade. And so Kilian actually, uh, he has a, how you say this, a, a company, a, like a, a video company. He wants to create content for the NBA. He's, he's, okay. you can look it up. They signed a contract with the NBA to, to do okay. some content. So don't be surprised if Mbappe and Victor are doing some stuff together. Okay. Okay. We'll look for that. We'll look for that. Appreciate I'll be it, give, Ki- I'll be give Kilian a too little. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. little. <laughs> <Too little. laughs> Right, 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 right. Oh. All right, y'all. Leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. Hey, Marcus, man, if they can't leave them five stars, what they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. We'll make sure you never get to watch Vic there. Exactly. We'll make we'll make you we'll make you block Hassan Reddick. That's cold blooded. I'm not wishing death on him. I just don't want him to enjoy Victor. That's it. You wishing death on people. Blocking us on Riddick. Come on, man. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs>